I'm Keely Scott, and this is The Faithful Podcast. The women of Faithful have had a full summer, and this fall, we're going to gather together to write, share, and record, yep, you heard that right, record new music. We'll have more on that later. But until then, we felt it was important to introduce you to some of the women in the Faithful community one-on-one, like you're sitting across the table from them, sipping some coffee, and swapping life stories. In this series that we're calling Coffee Dates, you'll hear these women interview each other and answer questions sent to us on our socials. And if you want to submit your own question for a future episode, be sure to follow us at Faithful Project. I kick off this first episode with Savannah Locke as we answer from an Instagram user a question about faith and community, which led us to talk about grief, the Gilmore Girls, and loosely breakfast tacos. This conversation will span two episodes, so this is part one. Welcome to our coffee date. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Keely. (laughs) How's it going? Oh, good. I'm just so happy to share this time with you. Any time with you is a gift. Oh, likewise. I feel like I haven't, um, yeah, like I haven't seen you or gotten to talk to you and like we'll send random texts and stuff, but this is so good. I get to see you and talk to you. I know. And um, not everyone can see you, but you've got stinking awesome hair right now. So I was committed. We went to go see Coldplay in May in Chicago. And two days before the concert, I was at my hair appointment. I yeah. literally only go twice a year, yeah. but I was there and she was like, what if you did a fun color for Coldplay? I was like, sure. And we dyed it purple. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it looks yeah. so good. It's really good. Thank yeah. You. Um, Everly, my little girl would uh, be jealous. I actually dyed. I don't know if you saw a picture. I did like a strip of her hair, um, pink. And she, I you know, she's only that. five and instantly her little shoulders started like going back and she was flipping her wrist and she literally went in timeout, I think four times that day because it was like the pink hair came and the sass came out. Anyway, her so, sass came out. Listen oh to God. all of those uh, moms out there. Maybe don't do that at age five because it completely changes uh, the attitude of a child. There you go. So anyway. true in children and adults alike. Yep, well, I'm right. super excited that we I get know. to talk and we're going to be um, answering questions that we brought for each other. And then also we have a question that came from someone on Instagram. Do you want to yep. start with Instagram? Person? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm so excited. Also just this series of conversations with all the women involved. Like I'm so looking forward to all of this uh, and asking questions on Instagram and getting responses. It's been so fun to go through all of them. So it was really hard to choose, but yes. this is the one for today. Are you ready? Um, why is community important for believers and for you in your faith? Good one. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, you take this. One. I'm like, uh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually wrote about this maybe a couple of months ago that it occurred to me that I think without people, I don't know that I could believe in God. Like, mm. I think that that's how important community has been for me. Yep. Um, and I remember in college, and I talked about this story when I wrote about it. I remember in college, I was like on this missions trip and this girl got up and she was like, you need to have such a strong faith in Jesus that if everyone else on the planet rejected him, you would still like stand firm. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then now though, looking back 10 years later, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I think we need each other a lot more than that. Totally. So <laughs> and true. And I think that 
for me, in my experience, like when my faith in my journey and how I've experienced God has like changed and shifted, mm-hmm. it's been my community that has been grounding. And I know that I've also been that anchor for other people. So for me, yep. I think that like community is the pathway to faith and how I have faith in God. Yeah. But I would love to hear your thoughts. No, 100%. How do you yeah. My, uh, my husband and I, we love community. I mean, we get into it. We also opened a restaurant and the reason we know nothing about the restaurant business. But the reason we opened it is because we love community. Um, but I think for this question, like with faith, like just um, the last few years, we've gone through a handful of things and our faith has been uh, buoyed <laughs> by our community, mm-hmm. you know, like they have literally kept us afloat and, and let us realize that. And, and years ago, uh, pre-pandemic, when one's mm-hmm. gathered more often, uh, we started this thing on Friday nights and we would call it like the Friday night hang. And the purpose mm-hmm. of it, was that we gathered friends that really didn't know each other um, just because of like what we do for work. And then in the start of opening a restaurant then and just where we live, we had a whole bunch of group of friends that we realized didn't know each other. And some, to be honest, different denominations, some maybe not even faith, all of that. And yeah. so they would all come and it would be like, you know, I don't know, probably at most we had eight to 10 people and yeah. we would all just like gather and sit on a Friday night hang on the back deck and we would just talk. And like sometimes mm-hmm. there was really never an agenda, but like my husband's like the master of like questions and he would just like throw out a question. And I think in that moment I realized like how much, like I grew up in the church. Um, I work through an organization as the church. Like I love the church. And so often like most of my love for the church and what I've learned about my faith has come through friends and watching them live their life as well. Um, and those conversations. So, um, so it's such a huge part. Like we actually just the other day we're talking like, should we bring back the Friday night hangs? Anyway, is it time? Yeah, it's time. You and Todd will be invited just so you know. So, um, it is, it's just like a blast. It was so like unique to gather people like that and throw out questions and just wrestle some hard stuff together, you know? So, um, Mm. yeah, it was really good. I love that. Yeah. Mm. And I would love to talk. I mean, you talked about stuff that you and Gabe have been going through over the past yeah. couple years as how it relates to your community. But yep. I would love if you would just be open to sharing about that and I could ask you some questions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> share a little bit of what's been going on. Yeah. So uh, my, like I mentioned, my husband, we're both music industry people and I was mm-hmm. pregnant with our daughter, Everly, um, who's now five and a half. So this timeline for you. And he came in and he was like, hey, I think I'm going to open a restaurant. And I was like, <laughs> that's been so hormonal. I said, yes. Um, and so we started the adventure of opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened, uh, the week we were supposed to open was March of 2020. So everybody, wow. like the radar should be going off because that was like the week our world was shutting down. And I remember yes. going into our business partners and to Gabe, we were at the restaurant and tours were starting to cancel. And I was like, I don't think we're opening a restaurant this weekend. And, um, so we didn't, we held our doors, pandemic hits. Uh, we opened in June of 2020 to go only, and it was insanely stressful. Uh, mm-hmm. it was Gabe and I, like we were running a restaurant, had no clue what we were doing. It was working. We had no clue what we were doing. Um, and we were stressed, tired, all the things. And so he started not feeling well in September. And, uh, I think we, we just kind of equated it to stress and life and all of that. Uh, and, very long story uh, short, he was diagnosed mid-September with um, meningioencephalitis. It's really hard to say, mm-hmm. but it's um, the cold sore virus. And instead of coming out as a cold sore, it went to his brain. Uh, and so he, um, yeah, for like about a, a solid week or so, it was, it was very like, did not know if he was going to make it. 
Um, he has made it. I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But gosh, mm-hmm. Savannah, I mean, you know, just from being around me and as a, a friend, it has been um, the worst and the hardest thing we've ever done. Uh, and so with his sickness, um, he the, the impact to it has been memory loss. So long-term mm-hmm. memories are pretty much gone. And short-term, we just work hard to retain. Um, in the course of that, like back to community, I remember sitting in the hospital and my ring video camera was just like the ding, the ding, the ding going off. And I just mm-hmm. watched my friends come into my house and mm-hmm. just, they didn't know what to do. You know, at that point, we didn't know if he was going to make it. We didn't know what was happening. And they just were like cleaning and getting things set up and getting Ev's, everything she needed. And I just watched this, this community like tangibly love and service in a way when they didn't know what else to do, you know? And then like friends were texting me, Hey, we're outside the hospital and they were walking around the hospital praying. And it was just, um, it was when I began to realize, uh, well, what I said, that idea of like, it it kept us afloat, you know? Um, because believe Mm -hmm. me, we have been angry and upset and sad. Um, but, uh, so we're, we're now coming up on the two year mark. And if you, had from what the doctor said and where we're at now, I would have never believed you. So it's this weird thing where we hold so uh, closely this both and, you know, like I Mm. am both deeply sad and Mm. deeply joyful at the same time. And I feel like my faith has grown immensely just because of that statement and knowing that what God meant about suffering and, you know, his heart and being close to the broken heart and being close to that, like, um, even with my job I do with compassion, being close to the poor, like poor, like all of those things that I'm like, man, I had such a limited understanding of that would yes. trade it hate that I've yes. learned it this way, but yes. it's been this, this gift and the, the, the shot back to community, like, um, you know, we both hated it. We almost, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like we for sure almost closed it, but oh gosh, it was like, Christmas time, I'm like, yeah, that thing down the road from my house, that thing's got to go. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't do this. And um, I just had some friends and our partners and my parents in particular were just like, just hold on and let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad we held on because that Me place too. has become the gift that we didn't even know we needed. Um, you know, it's routine, Gabe's up there most days. Um, because it's routine, it probably sticks. So he knows everything about the restaurant. He never forgot names and faces. Um, he walks in, I, I call him like, actually, I'm still working on the name. Pastor Ladybird doesn't sound like really great, but he seriously sits there. Like our staff is like so used to it. They'll look over and it's like Gabe and somebody crying at a table. And because it's just like, he's got this about him, this, this, A, he feels empathy more than probably he ever has. Um, and you know, we're all taught to like live in the moment and he yeah. true one day at a time. And you kind of hear that and it's so cliche and everything. And but he truly does it like he has to. Yeah which has yeah. now forced us to. And it's like, what a great yeah. lesson for my little girl to be like, nope, stay in the moment. Let's go. So that means his conversations are so intentional and beautiful. So this place yes. that in many ways we blamed uh, because of stress and sickness has now turned out being this gift that mm. we are so undeserving of um, mm. because it brings people together, which is what the heart of it was. And then also, which is what served us and continues to in ways that we didn't even know um, were possible. So, my story is very long. We could take up the whole 45 minutes um, explaining it. So I feel like that was like the nutshell of our life. Our life is, um, it's not, it's not easy, uh, but it's so good. And it's such a weird yeah. thing to say. It's, it's good in the midst of the sorrow. So. 
Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. And just like the things that I've noticed um, about you (laughs) throughout the process, because I actually got to know you right as all of this happened. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had our first before. Yeah. We had, we had, had we even had our, the faithful gathering that you were at yet? No. No. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So it was right when everything happened. Yes. I think like the way that you've walked through it has Mm. been just very remarkable. And um, I can see that your people really love you. Mm. Like I can just tell that in Mm. that you guys, and yes, it is like, sure, like you're lucky, but also it shows that you guys have sewn into that. Mm. And so I think that a lot of the times we're like, oh, you know, who are these random people showing up on our doorstep? And those people would be just as quick to turn around and say, you guys showed up for us on our yeah, doorstep yeah. when we needed it. And that there's like a mutuality and a beautiful, like cyclical nature of that, that I yeah, think is beautiful so that good. I've witnessed in your life. Yeah. Thank um, you. The second thing that I noticed that when you were talking that I love and would love to talk about more is um, Amanda Held Opal actually just wrote a book about this and hmm. she has a quote that goes something like this. Her sister, Rachel Held Evans. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she said that grief opened up her capacity for mystery mm. than like more than anything else ever had. <laughs> and so one. for you, as you're talking and you're like, I feel joy and I also feel profound sadness. Yep. Like I've experienced that to be true in my own life too. Mm-hmm. Of like grief opens up your capacity to be able to hold mystery in a way that you couldn't when you were just living in more of a binary. Oh, I love that quote. Yes. I'm writing that down as you're saying it. Yeah, you might need so to good. actually Google the actual quote <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure it's more beautiful than what I just said. I like the idea but around this quote. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's the idea around the quote. Yes. And her whole uh, book is about grief, which yeah. is helpful. But oh, I, need to read I think that. nobody like is really excited about grief. No. Nope. Um, but I think but there's that it's so much the most, beauty in it. Yes. You oh know, gosh, and it's exactly like, right. I, I, I remember like I would read things and now with social media, it's so hard. And you'd read these heartbreaking stories and they are heartbreaking. And I would think, how is that person so like, it almost seems joyful. Like I would be in a corner yes. rocking yeah. and not functioning. And I would think that. Yeah. And Savannah, yeah. I never went to the corner. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like all of a sudden grief and strength and this like, this it's like what you know, you, you learn about God, like the strength in you. And it's like, it's, it is put to the test in those moments. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like that for everyone. And Gabe's, Gabe's journey of grief is very different than mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. when he talks to people and he's like, oh, I get mad at God three, four times a day. And you see mm-hmm. people's faces and he's like, but he knew I was going to. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the relationship now that I have. And it's just like, it's taught me so much. Like that mm. with grief comes this beauty and this depth. Um, yeah. And because, uh, yeah, like I would be lying if I say I don't grieve it every single day. You know, course, like yeah. Yeah. there's a part that ha- is gone in yeah. how we were. Um, yeah. But that gives me this anticipation of what's still there, you know. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and early on we decided like if we believe God is who he is and we believe that God is good then the story is also going to be good. And so it's those steps towards the story that we get to take, that we get to shepherd and Mm -hmm. say, how can we help someone else? I remember I had a friend who's also gone through a lot of trauma and she just, she texted me. It was probably like, I don't know, a few weeks in. And she was like, welcome to the club. And it's a club Mm -hmm. that we never asked to be in. 
but it's a club that I can't wait to see how God unfolds that story. And I was mad <laughs> when she said it. I was like, I don't want this story. This isn't the story that I want. And, um, but yeah, but that story through grief is, yeah, it's like that. It's, it is, it's mysterious. Back to your wonderful quote you just said. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it's it mysterious. Is. And yep. it also like grows your tolerance for empathy to you. Yeah, like yep. not your tolerance. It grows your desire to empathize with people. Totally. And it's like almost like your antenna are mm-hmm. up at all times. And yep. you can sense like, for example, like with you guys with his like disease, yeah. it's not considered a TBI, is it? No, it's a A A B I acquired A B I. That's yeah. it. Yep, an yep. acquired brain injury. Yep. But with other people, if you ever hear of someone having an A B I or a TBI, mm-hmm. you guys are immediately there, oh. empathy wise, because 100%. of your shared experience. Yep. And that's also another beautiful part to me about yep. the grieving process yeah. is that it just makes you so tender-hearted towards things that you yeah. didn't even have a awareness of before. Oh, or a capacity. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, go back to the our wonderful reader's question about community and your faith. Like that yeah. shared experience. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a, an encephalitis society. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, I've gotten connected. I've walked alongside a, a girl over in the UK whose dad has yeah. it. And, and that whole idea where it's a shared experience and who knows like faith wise where we're all at, but I'm like, Oh, yeah. like this is part of living out my faith in this way. Yes.